Hello, superheroes, and welcome to another edition of the Superhero Academy podcast, where I get to interview everyday superheroes. And this episode is with one of my good friends, Chris Simpson, who has embarked on a new journey. He's actually, you know, kind of stepping outside of his comfort zone in a new space because Chris is known for uh, a little bit of his story and his work when it comes to building and sculpting the body of your dreams, to, to building the lifestyle that allows you to have the body of your dreams. And most people think that what that means is that it's all about doing more sit-ups and more push-ups and following a very you know, simple uh, or, or you know, complex form of workout. But I think it goes well beyond that. And so you know, to design the lifestyle that you wanna lead, you have to consider multiple facets. And so therefore, by the same logic, to design the body you want to have, you also have to consider multiple facets. So in this episode, we discuss Chris's new book that is coming out and hitting the shelves, and we talk about what it's really going to take for you to shift your mindset to being and living a healthier lifestyle and therefore having that ripple into all the key facets of your health and your body. So enjoy the episode. Don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to click the links for uh, any, you know, if you guys want to download or, or buy or purchase or support uh, a copy of Chris's book, those links will all be in the show notes just like they are every single time. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe anything is possible? Now let me ask you it differently. Do you believe you can achieve anything? Do you see a disconnect between these two statements, even for a moment? Let me tell you how I crossed that gap in one simple yet life-changing step. A few years ago, while hiking the Great Wall of China, I accomplished a dream of mine I had written down in an old journal some years back. Walking that wall felt like a giant check mark in the scattered list of amazing things I have always wanted to achieve in my lifetime. What I realized in that moment was that I had a huge list in my mind, but I had no true action plan to making it my reality. And then it hit me. The simple step to achieving my dreams was that I needed to make the list of my dreams a conscious reality. In that moment of clarity, I sat down and wrote what I now call the impossible list. What I wrote on the impossible list are the dreams I am committed to seeing through in my lifetime. What you write on your impossible list will be the accomplishments you're remembered for forever. Sometimes life feels like a journey, a race of sorts. But it's strange how many of us run the marathon of our lives without knowing where the finish line is, let alone where some of the checkpoints might be along the way. So the question is, what do you want to see come to life in your journey? I'm challenging you to take the initiative to see your deepest passions come true. So what impossible challenges will you tackle and make your reality? Hello, ladies and gentlemen and superheroes of the world, and welcome to yet another edition of the Superhero Academy podcast, where we dissect the superpowers of everyday people, people like entrepreneurs, people who run world-changing movements, people who, who have done 
so much to become an expert in their field, in the things that they are passionate about, all in the hopes of inspiring people like you to do the same and to actually put not only the knowledge into your brain, not only to have these conversations so that you guys get more knowledge, but that you actually apply that knowledge. And today, my guest, Chris Simpson, is a, a personal friend, somebody who I met not too, too long ago, but uh, I, I really, truly respect and admire in so many different ways. And he has been not only a, a kind of a, a staple figure in the world of of body right in the world of, of being healthy of of having a body that matches your mind that matches your ideal life in building routines that make you healthier not only in the gym not only by lifting weights but also spiritually and emotionally as well right and so he recently wrote a book called the all-inclusive diet it is talking about the different elements of how you know i think food and what we eat right is 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 it makes us up and it you know what we eat is who we are to some degree and it, it literally goes down into the cellular level but it's also you know you've heard the idea of eating your emotions you've heard the idea that you know sometimes we eat based on and you know some people think that we eat based on on budget and and what's available to us well i think that there's many 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 ways that we can adopt the healthy lifestyle and do something like that and chris is an expert in this and he's literally written the book on it so um, thanks, Chris, for, for being a part of the, the podcast today. Mark, this is awesome because, you know, you and I have known each other for a couple of years now and we talk marketing. So now we're going to be talking about something, as you said, that, yeah, I, I basically signed up for life, which is uh, the, the healthy lifestyle. Right. And obviously I've got my own version of it and I'm really excited today to share it with your listeners. Absolutely. So for those who do not know you, for those who are listening and, and you know, the regular subscriber to the podcast, but they haven't you know, been acquainted with your work, tell us a little bit more about your story. Tell us a little bit more about what you're passionate about, how you came to write this book, how, how you uh, experienced the unhealthy lifestyle before kind of jumping on this path as well. Yeah, Mark, I have a strange story. It's it's sort of a story that shouldn't have happened because if you sort of look at uh, face value, sort of the cover of, of my story, you'll see a guy that uh, sort of was the epitome of health and fitness. As you mentioned, um, I'm a former bodybuilder. Uh, actually, I, I won Mr. Canada uh, back in the day. So I went very, very far with amateur uh, natural or drug-free bodybuilding. Um, and that's sort of where my story takes a, a strange spin. It was almost like a, a 180 degree uh, sort of downward uh, spiral where I, I dug a hole for myself um, and, you know, to, to sort of just put it right out there. And, and this is sort of, this is still strange for me telling you my story because as you mentioned, the all-inclusive diet, the book I just wrote, uh, launched a month ago, it shares my story of struggle and I'm still struggling sort of talking about it. You know, I, I can sort of, I can feel the anxiousness in my body right now, but mm. um, yeah, here it goes. I, I basically turned into a, a full-blown addict and alcoholic from a person, again, who was showing sort of the, the, um, uh, the, the epitome of, of health, fitness, nutrition, the ultimate lifestyle, um, you know, nationally ranked bodybuilder. I own a fitness club here in Toronto and have for the last 18 years. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a weight loss and wellness coach. 
Oh, and uh, I turned into, as I mentioned, a full-blown alcoholic and addict. And um, that basically was, was my fall. And I think it really was my destiny. And it's, it's why I'm showing up differently and really, I think, authentically now as a weight loss and wellness coach. And I'm actually helping people that are suffering from something that perhaps looks different from what I was suffering from, which is substance abuse. Um, I'm actually helping people now that are suffering with obesity and, and just being overweight because there is a common thread between our stories and, and that is a common suffering and it, and it basically is not allowing us to show up as, as a full and whole person and, and authentically um, as we could when obviously if they're abusing food or if I'm abusing drugs and alcohol, um, this is really muting us. And that was my lesson uh, where, you know, I basically had the opportunity to get the help that I needed and to to rise from from, you know, for for me anyways, it was the greatest fall that I've taken in all of my 46 years. Mm. Uh, honestly, Mark, I, I didn't want to be around anymore. That's that's where I was. There was three places I was headed and that was going to be jail, which wouldn't be such a bad thing because at least I wouldn't be abusing anymore. Um, or I was going to die an early death. I was showing some some signs of that already. Cirrhosis of the liver, for example, the uh, the beginning stages of that anyways. Uh, I was a, a real health mess. Um, or third, I would end up in some sort of institution, which is where I ended up. And that's where I got my help. And that's where I got all the lessons now that I'm sharing with all the people that I coach through my weight loss and wellness program. That's amazing. I mean, you know, I know and I saw I've seen pictures of, you know, I, I guess pieces of your downfall, pieces of, of, of snapshots of where you were and, and not just where you were physically, but where that obviously would have been mentally. And what do you what would you attribute to the thing that like made you turn around? Like what made you kind of like like where at what point was it like okay this is rock bottom for me right now and and now I can I can get back out of this I can kind of get into being a hero again being your own kind of personal um, motivation to some degree and and what what helped you climb out of that that hole I guess yeah that's a great question because you know when we look at people that um, are suffering emotionally or, or physically and uh, you know in my case obviously I was I was committing suicide slowly is, is the best way to describe it right like my my choices my decisions were my demise right so I had a choice and obviously I chose to continue abusing substances um, and everyone has sort of a, a different degree or, or different depth to their bottom and sometimes it's it's a false bottom you know you, you think the person's hit their bottom their absolute worst right uh, maybe you know they're they're 400 pounds and, and, and you know obviously they're 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 obese um, and you think that that is actually the the, the the rock bottom or somebody that has lost everything you know through abusing drugs and alcohol their family their their house their all of their assets um, it ends up being a false bottom but my whole point is that you need to get to the bottom now my bottom was a little different as well I still had my assets I still had my family I still had my business but I didn't have my soul that was the difference. I was in such a state of soul suffering in the sense that 
I had basically burned away all of my, um, you know, ethics and morals and everything that I thought that I was had been uh, corroded, right, through my uh, abu- abuse of substances. So that basically put me in a position where, you know, I don't even know who I am anymore. And I don't want to be here anymore. So that's where I needed to go. I didn't necessarily need to suffer financially like a lot of uh, people do when they abuse substances. Um, I had to get more of a a soul suffering where, you know, I I really didn't think that there was anything more than suffering. I didn't have sort of a a higher power or something that I could reach out to for, you know, the safety and the security and the guidance that I needed. Um, And I basically just turned into a recluse. And, you know, this is from a very different story that I created, which is this successful business owner living in sort of the posh area of town, um, you know, financially stable uh, wife, two kids, um, and miserable, completely miserable. Mm, I think a lot of people can can feel that because I think a lot of people who – aren't putting the time and energy that their body requires, that their lifestyle requires, that they're, that they're, that will make them healthy in more than just what they eat or how much they train boils down to people's connection to it, right? To their soul within that, right? If they feel empowered and, and inspired by what they do for a living, for example, or if they feel empowered or inspired by people who are in their lives or surrounding them and bringing out the best in them, this is exactly where you know, the habits, the good habits that people form or the bad habits that people form come uh, to fruition, right? And so like, you know, when I think of the all-inclusive diet, what I also think about is like, how do you speak not only to like the recipe of what somebody needs to eat or what they should do or whatever, you know, and focusing on, you know, I don't know, maybe the the Weight Watcher style way of like, oh, there's points and, and for everything you eat or whatever. That's one element of it, sure. But the other element of it is emotional. It's, it's, it's inside of us. And until you can ignite that emotion and those good habits and, and show people those habits, um, you know, that's what's going to help them. Because I truly, you know, I, I tell this story all the time. And, and for some of you who have been on calls with me, listen to some of my classes or, uh, or whatnot, you'll know that I talk about, you know, six-pack abs, for example, right? How many people on the planet want a six-pack? My hand is up right now. What? I already have it, but I'll show you how to get them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so here's the thing. So you have it, right? But, but, but most people on the planet want it, right? And that's why they're looking to you and they're like, oh, it's because he has exactly what I want. But what they're not realizing is that it's not just a question of knowledge, right? It's not just, it's not because they don't know how to get six packs. It's, it's because they don't necessarily always have the accountability and the habits that form that six pack in the first place, right? Like we all know that if we eat healthier, quote unquote, and do more, you know, sit-ups and crunches that, you know, okay, yes, obviously good form helps having that kind of stuff, you know, definitely aids you. But if you did it and you did it regularly, you're going to see great improvement. And you probably will have the beginnings of a six pack at the end of the day. And so yet so many people want it. So many people know exactly what it takes to get it. Why don't they have it? And that to me has, it, it, it deals with habits and emotions. It deals with other things that there aren't just related to the knowledge. Would you agree with that? 
A hundred percent. And actually, um, the whole uh, sort of premise of the all-inclusive diet, uh, the book that I just wrote, is uh, something called fears. So, you know, you're mentioning that um, there's more than the surface level stuff. The surface level stuff is the fitness and the food. So there's that underlying stuff. And and you've pointed out that it's it's emotional, right? It's, it's um, understanding our emotions. It's managing our emotions. It's balancing our emotions. So that's why I've decided to call it fears. And that's an acronym. And that stands for food, emotions, activity, relaxing, and sleeping. So that's food, emotions, um, activity, relaxing, and sleeping. That's fears. And the whole idea is that those are the five facets of anyone's lifestyle that have to be brought to awareness. They have to be managed and they have to be balanced because they all intersect and they all bump into each other. Right. If you didn't get enough sleep last night, for example, um, your hunger hormones are going to be out of control. So that's going to throw your food facet off, for example. Right. And it also might throw off your emotional stability as well. Right. You just might be off on this podcast show, for example, and just not have your stuff together. So they all intersect. They actually collide if they're not in, in balance. And that's the best way to describe sort of the holistic or the whole approach when it comes to, you know, managing and balancing our lifestyles. Mm, absolutely. So in the all-inclusive diet, and I think this is the burning question that people have, and this is probably the surface question, of course, is, you know, Right now, there's so much. There's so much out there of like what we should eat, what we shouldn't eat. Is it gluten free? Is it this? Is it vegetarian? Is it that? Is it like protein? Is it, is it whatever? There's so much information out there that, um, and I know that that information just kind of floods my mind, and I have no idea what to do anymore sometimes. And and so my kind of philosophy is like well, everything in moderation. That's kind of how I. That's my version of a mm-hmm. diet at this point. Um, where like. How, you know, what, how do people navigate this? How do people learn more about their diet? How, like, what are the things that people need to know? And that, and, you know, how can you dispel some of these uh, misconceptions that maybe you have seen as well? Yeah, well, going back to what I said uh, when I was speaking to you about fears, that's exactly what that is about. I'll give you an example. So um, I picked up my first weight when I was 14 years old, and I just went down to the basement, and my father's weights were down. They were all dusty. I dusted them off, and I started training, and something magical happened. I was able to transform my body, and it happened day to day, month to month, and there was sort of no ceiling to it. It it basically allowed me to redefine myself and recreate myself, and I was hooked, and I still am hooked, Mark. Um, But what happened was I put so much focus to my body, so much attention and time, etc., that I never really had enough time to focus on expanding my mind, right, and and basically understanding myself, self-awareness, and that takes a lot of work. Like, you probably know how much work it takes to, to continue to have a healthy body that, you know, the body that, that represents who you really are, the hero that you are, as you mentioned. So if you take that, you're going to have to times it by the factor of 10, in my own opinion, when it comes to emotional awareness, 
right? And and all the practices and, and all the time and all the, um, the the lessons that you need to learn over time in order to expand yourself on a on a spiritual or a mental level. So that's what I've been doing since I've been straight and sober the last five years. I've really transitioned. I haven't forgotten about the food and the fitness and, and the health, but I've mastered that. What I haven't mastered, okay, is, is the other component. And it is, in my opinion, the bigger component, but it also is going to give me the, uh, the bigger fulfillment that I'm looking for. Because I went as far as I think you can go with, you know, reshaping, redefining, recreating my body. Okay, but when again it comes to the mind, it is just so expansive. And really, in order for me to continue to have the body that I have and stay in balance and stay really healthy, because I'll tell you, Mark, you know, in bodybuilding, I wasn't really healthy. I looked healthy, but I wasn't healthy, right? I really have to take care and I have to train and work out my mind. That's really where the answer was for me. And in order to do that, I got to look at my sleep. Right. In order, order to do that, I have to look at my relaxing. I know you got a ton of projects going on right now. We were talking about this pre-show, yeah. and in somehow, some way, you've carved out some time for you to relax, right? To socialize and mm-hmm. and to basically balance out your life. So these are the things that I'm focusing on now because I know that the food and the fitness is only surface level stuff. You got to go deeper. Right. And if you do, then you're going to have sort of that cliche statement, that mind, body, spirit, sort of um, wholesome um, being that you really can be. Absolutely. And, and it, 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 it really does connect to everything. Right. Like I, I like to I like to really think uh, and, and this is how I kind of guide my life. And, and I'm not always perfect at everything I do. But the, the statement that I kind of tell myself every day is how I do anything is how I do everything. And so if I don't sleep well, then I chances are I wake up and I will feel tired. And the first thing I'll want to do is gravitate towards caffeine or, and then, you know, eating something that's unhealthy just to kind of pick me up or give me more mm-hmm. sugar to feel more, you know, alive. Mm-hmm. But then that obviously starts to create a crash in the afternoon or, you know, you know, then so every decision that I make starts impacting the next decision and the next feeling and emotion and then therefore thought and execution of my reality of my of what I want to achieve and want to see happen and I know that any you know people listening to this and even myself fall victim to bad habits and bad you know bad kind of systems where from like you said starting with sleep right it starts before you're even awake you know, your healthy lifestyle isn't just about what you eat. It's about how you feel and what you do in every component of your life. And I got to say, you know, this is confessions from a workaholic. I am a true workaholic. I am a true, you know, I, I find, I seem to only find satisfaction anymore from achieving something at this point, from, from you know, finding and, and, and overcoming the next hurdle or, or, f- mm. or finding a way to kind of, I don't know. It's not even. It's not money related. It's not even success related to mm. me. It's it's efficiency related. It's like how can I like get more done? How can I maximize my life? And then what's crazy is that the funniest thing is as I'm maximizing elements of my life, certain portions of my life, I'm suffering on other portions. And in that mm. suffering, I have found myself having you know like a, a massive addiction to sugar and processed foods. 
Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Massive, massive, massive. And it's like, I cannot function if I don't get sugar sometimes. And, and, and if I look back and I zoom out a little bit, there's periods of time where I eat much healthier and my results are much better. And then there's periods of time and, you know, I would say I was going through one like in the last two weeks. I, I kind of came out of it now. Um, but I was like really – I was stressed out because of a whole bunch of other things that were not necessarily only related to me. And therefore, I started my, – my own habits started to break down a little bit. And as my habits broke down, my diet broke down, my sleep started getting like all fucked up. All mm. kinds of things were just breaking down systematically. And so it's the foundation – of a healthy lifestyle that we recognize that needs to happen. And, and remember, the word here is lifestyle. Lifestyles mean that you do this every day, all day, every day. Not, you know, not just here and there. It's not just like you eating a salad instead of, you know, I don't know, a, you know, a, a slice of pizza one day. It's about making that mm. choice consistently. And it's, and I know that you say like, hey, it's not just about never eating pizza. Like you can, you could eat some of these foods. You can eat things that aren't, you know, quote unquote, as healthy for you. But you've got to recognize that in, o in an overall setting, you need to consider the lifestyle of that and the pillars of that uh, fully. Yeah, actually, here's a great question for your listeners. Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of them in the past or maybe, you know, you got something on your radar right now. You mentioned gluten free, for example, um, or maybe it's intermittent fasting, which is sort of a, a new trend mm -hmm. in the last few years that's becoming very, very popular right now. Um, I always ask my clients, and this is the same question I ask myself as well, before getting into any type of new habit or new way of doing things, I ask myself, if I'm going to do it today, can I do it tomorrow? Will I do it tomorrow? So a lot of these things actually, uh, you know, radical diets, for example, or radical exercise programs, they actually throw us out of balance. They don't put us into balance. And, and that's why, you know, the weight loss industry has got it all backwards. You know, they're, they are serving a need because they, they're dishing out programs that actually have people lose weight, but they're not keeping it off. And they're not keeping it off because the type of programs that they're delivering are programs that actually get us out of balance, both sort of on a, a, a mental spiritual and body perspective mm -hmm. right so yeah it's, it's a completely different way of looking at it when you question yourself hey listen you know uh, intermittent fasting sounds really interesting right um, I'm gonna get a, all a host of benefits here including you know different uh, hormonal increases etc etc and you know I could write a book on that for you and, and pitch it to you but the question is is this something that is sustainable because let's face it, Mark, you know, when you adopt a new habit and it works, odds are it's going to work for a long time, if not forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I practice morning meditation. That works for me, Mark. I really don't see myself getting out of it. I've been doing it for the last five years. So that's, a, that's definitely something I'm going to do tomorrow or in my case forever, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to attach myself to that because it works. And then I can move on and bridge to other habits, right? Yep. To, to develop and to grow as a human being. But if the answer is, hey, listen, I'm just going to do this for 30 days, right? And no, I don't really know what I'm going to do afterwards, or I'm going to go on some sort of a maintenance plan or et cetera, et cetera. Then already it's got red flags popping up all over the place. This is something that you really shouldn't consider because it's not sustainable. So why don't you figure it out for good, like forever? 
you know, spend some time and, and get a more balanced approach that really is a fit for your lifestyle, right? That, that allows you to live fully. You mentioned that you went out with friends and I think you had wine and cheese, right? Sure. So, hey, you know, I don't know if you're on like an alcohol-free diet, for example, or maybe a dairy-free diet. Guess what, Mark? You're not going out with those people for wine and cheese. Ain't going to happen. Right. Mm. So, you know, maybe that's okay for you for 30 days. But obviously, if it worked for 30 days, when you stop that program, it's not going to work anymore. Right. So all of those benefits are going to be erased. So what was the point in the first place? Why don't you figure it out forever? which might take a little bit more work, a little bit more time to, to achieve whatever you're trying to achieve, if it's weight loss, for example. But it's, it's a more sustainable approach. And then you can sort of pack it away and it's automated after that, like a lot of your habits, I'm sure, Mark. You know, you don't put a lot of thought into them. You know, you, you get off track once in a while, right? But it's so easy to go back because they just work for you. They're a good fit. Absolutely. Like I would say that my baseline of habits, you know, there's, there are certain habits that I have that aren't great and there's certain habits that I have that are phenomenally great. And my, my best habits uh, definitely lie in the, you know, the scheduling and planning that I do, for example. Right. Mm. And I'm really, really, really good at that. And I'm really good at, at being accountable for my business. But what, what good scheduling and planning allows me to do is also schedule and plan when I might cook a meal. Or when I might, you know, take uh, you know, time to, to go and, and meditate or when I might take time to sleep or when I might take time to like take a break or where I might take time to go get a massage or go to the spa when I might take time to do all the things that actually make me happy in the end of the day. Right. Because mm, as yes. much as I know I'm addicted and I'm totally an addict, a workaholic, and I'm totally addicted to efficiency in that way. What I have to now find better, what I have to do is use my addiction essentially to my advantage. And and that's and my addiction is I'm being efficient. Well, now I want to be efficient with more than just my work. I want to be efficient right. with more than just this. I want to be efficient with my diet, right? So like I love the idea of like the 4-hour chef, for example. It's like, oh, mm. well, I could take one day of the week and I'm going to cook a whole bunch of meals. And you know, this is not going to replace every meal that I have, but this is going to be a more effective and efficient way for my lifestyle to do that, right? Like it's yes. not necessarily what I would suggest for everyone, but it's my lifestyle. It does fit my needs and my way of being. And so those kinds of principles, you know, there's no one cookie cutter way of doing this for everyone. And, and you know, how, how certain foods make me feel versus they make other people feel is completely different, you know? And so recognizing that and recognizing how it impacts me by being mindful about it in the first place is like to me it's key right like i noticed for a while that i was eating really heavy lunches and you know i would i would, was living with my parents at the time and 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 i you know my my mom would cook pasta at night or something and then there was always leftovers the next day so at lunch i would eat the leftovers but the difference is i would i wouldn't necessarily portion control in any way shape or form i would eat the same portion i would have probably eaten the night before mm. and what that does is in the middle of the day when you when you have that much carbs in my case I, I feel sluggish and slow down and right. I immediately have to nap. So I have two things that I can do. I can eat that much, but then I have to recognize that that also accompanies with a nap, right? That they're right. not mutually exclusive, that I shouldn't just take a coffee after and try and push through because I'm not going to do my best work or that I should portion control or try and change my, my habit uh, during the day to eat more fruits or to eat something that's a, a little bit higher in like natural sugars, a little bit higher in something that's like less uh, heavy on my stomach. Uh, I love to, to do smoothies, for example. So my body really doesn't have to spend as much energy digesting that for mm -hmm. me. Um, right. 
And whether or not that's the perfect diet, like do I have the exact perfect like amount of every you know nutrient out there? My answer is like surely not. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. But I don't think about that. I don't. I don't get too lost in the labels either, right? I don't get too mm. lost in the calorie count or anything like that. Now that's me. That's how I feel. But I do think other people feel more, you know, attached to the calories, or they feel more attached to the certain, you know, in, in, interests in foods. Like some people are more, you know, or really want to be vegetarian or vegan yeah. or whatever. And all of those things suit your lifestyle, right? Those are the things that you have to make decisions of. And those decisions start with, with being self-aware, right? And yes. that's why I love the idea of like meditation being a staple in what you talk about in terms of the all-inclusive diet, but also in terms of a healthy lifestyle. If you're meditating, if you have that practice, then you also are, what you're really practicing is mindfulness. And in that's mindfulness, right. you also are way more likely to see something happen Right or see mm -hmm. an effect, cause an effect of something that you're doing uh, when it comes to the foods that you're eating, for example, that might make you and lead you to actually make that sustainable change versus that, like like you said, 30 day sprint kind of thing. That's right. Actually, I want to point out something you just said uh, to to see, to be mindful, to be aware, and it all starts with awareness. And I talk about that in the all inclusive diet, uh, and I give some examples. For example, uh, journaling is that sort of old age. Um, you know, for just about everybody, it it has some impact in regards to making them more aware of whatever it is. You know, making you more aware of of your sleep patterns, for example, uh, making you more aware of your food patterns. Right. So it doesn't. Have have to be about the metric side, the calorie side, the macro side, the carbs, the proteins, the fats, right? It could just be um, basically a cue for you to stop, right? To stop and reflect. Hey, listen, I just had, I don't know, um, a bologna sandwich with one slice of cheese and, and two slices of white bread. So seeing that on paper, obviously, you know, putting sort of pen to paper gives us enough time to reflect and enough time for our subconscious to start making shifts towards perhaps changing that sandwich to something that perhaps is more nutritious, mm -hmm. right? So in fact, there was this study done at UCLA and, and um, I've actually practiced it with my weight loss uh, clients as well and it's worked quite well. Um, a lot of people, they're just so wound up, Mark, that, you know, even stopping to write down what they're eating, even to use those new age apps, which, you know, count your calories for you, all you have to do is input the food. That's just too heavy for them. That's yep. just too much for them. Mm -hmm. So what I've been telling them to do based on this uh, study from UCLA was to take pictures of their food because in this study, the researchers showed that just taking pictures of the food that you were eating um, substantially increased your uh, success rates when it came to weight loss. And in fact, if you sent those pictures to someone like me, to a coach or even to maybe a, an accountability partner, a friend, for example, then the results were even greater in regards to your success with weight loss. And all you're doing is taking out your smartphone and taking a quick photo of what you're going to eat before you eat it. Makes and sense. that basically slows us down, slows us down enough so we can see what we are doing and have that mindfulness and that awareness that you're talking about. So there's lots of tools, there's lots of sort of tricks to, to get our minds to sort of open up and wake up and to see what we're really doing because let's face it, with food, we're very automated, Mark. You know, we're, we've got our rituals and they're ingrained and they're all based on convenience. 
Definitely. So yeah, to, to bring light to that is really, sometimes it's all it takes, Mark. Because you know what ends up happening when you become aware of anything, um, if, if that anything, okay, is troublesome to, to you, if it causes you sort of a disturbance emotionally, then your level of suffer, suffering just increased. And that's a good thing, right? Because if it, our level of suffering increases, then we're more bound to do something about it eventually or sooner than later. We're more so likely to do pain avoidance thing. than we are to make changes that lead towards our pleasure directly. It's weird mm -hmm. like that, but we are, we are, humans have that cognitive bias weirdly. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, shedding light on those things um, and, and including sort of, you know, your sleep, uh, your emotion facet, as, as I called it before, um, emotions, like I have a gratitude journal, for example. So, you know, I'm always trying to stay connected to the um, happy emotions, you know, the, the, the joyful emotions um, versus the fear-based emotions, the jealousy, the envy, uh, the anger, the uh, resentment, all of the like. So, you know, there's just another awareness tool that I have, which is journaling, but journaling specifically about gratitude, which is actually a, a friend of ours uh, produced this, this excellent little five-minute journal, UJ Ramdas. That, that's what I use personally. Um, but it can be simply just, you know, asking yourself, what are the three things that you're grateful right here, right now? And actually, Mark, I'll never forget your, your watch. <laughs> I tell the story so many times. It's, it's what time is it? And I look over and your watch says now. Yeah. That was just amazing. I'll never forget that night that I saw your watch. But, there, but that's, all, that's them, what like, it's all right about. on the right? desk right next to me and another one actually right, right behind me too. But it, it, yeah, no, I, I, I think like it's funny because those mind like mindfulness is a thing that truly does get enhanced by journaling right and, and it's not just journaling so much as it is tracking it's like taking the time to slow down to stop and think and to make this happen so what is most important to me at this like at this stage of my journaling is i track a whole bunch of different things that i do uh, and i have 10 different things that i track on a whiteboard and mm. and so every day i i at the end of the day uh, not only do I start my day with like same similar gratitude exercises, I don't, I don't write the gratitude stuff down. I do it, uh, kind of, I vocalize it. I actually say mm. it, or sometimes I whisper it if somebody's sleeping next to me or something. <laughs> um, but I, I say it, I do say it. And then I wake up and I have other patterns and things that I, that I, you know, uh, adopt. And, you know, recently I recognized that music had escaped my life a little bit. I wasn't mm. listening to enough music. I wasn't dancing enough. Uh, yeah. So I kind of brought that back into my habit uh, in the mornings. But, you know, at the end of the day, for me, it's super important for me to track, you know, a bunch of different things. And some of them are business related, right? Like some of them are like, okay, how much money did I earn today? And how much does that chip away at my monthly goal? Um, but most of them, in fact, are related to the, like, did I create a piece of content today? Did I express love today? Mm. Did I break a sweat today? Mm. Uh, you know, things that really move the needle in a lifestyle and a day-to-day -day habit kind of way versus a you know sprint kind of way and then yeah what i do in my sprint side of things is i have uh i use the freedom journal and freedom journal is you know a good friend of mine uh, john lee dumas he's a, a amazing entrepreneur he's got like a, mm -hmm. a business that you would say is quote unquote on autopilot and is a passive income business but the truth is he works every day and you know i don't think there's anything such thing as passive business um, but point being, you know, I, with my efficiency side of things, 
track a you know a hundred day sprint. So literally in a hundred days, here's what I want to achieve, and this is what, and that's like my more business element of of what I'm doing. And and to be honest, it's not always business. Like in this case, I'm I'm starting a hundred day sprint on my birthday, which is um, for those of you listening, it's already passed most likely, um, but it's coming up. And um, and my my whole thing is every day I want to make content. Every day I want to put out something that creates value for people, particularly in video format. And so I'm going to track that. I'm going to track, hey, did I make a video today? What video am I making today? And how do mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm, whether or not you know, I'm, I'm achieving that, that goal? Because I believe, seriously, that if I make content, it actually makes me sleep better. And if I make content, I actually start eating better. I start doing everything better for that content in a weird mm-hmm. way. And I'm attached to that thing at this very moment. And that thing changes for me, right? Sometimes like, you know, look, the most important thing in my life at the end of the day is my family and friends and, and, and loved ones and stuff. Right. And, um, but I do know that for me to feel a certain level of self love, I mm. need to create that content because if I'm going to love them, I have to love me and what I do first. And, right. and that's a huge piece, right? Self love is a massive component in this. Um, you know, what do you tell somebody who, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people you know, who are listening to this right now. And I'm, you know, maybe I'm one of them. I'm surely I'm one of them who look at their body and they say, oh, I suck. Like, I'm like, I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. How do, you, well, how do you deal with that, like, self-love component or that, like, defeat before they even start mentality? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'd, I'd actually like to focus on you because uh, you and I, I think, have one commonality and you called it uh, your self-proclaimed efficient efficiency addict. And, um, you know, I, I'm obviously an entrepreneur and a small business owner myself, so I, I could definitely relate to that. And I think a lot of your listeners could as well. So um, I've learned that, you know, once you become aware of something and you become aware of, of sort of of that obsession that you have in your life. So um, you're going to look at what would it take to improve your efficiency, right? Because that's just how we're wired. We're, we're wired to, to always be doing, to do stuff, right? To make stuff, to create stuff, etc. But I would ask you now, what would it take uh, for you to actually, and this is paradoxical, really is, to actually do nothing, to slow down and not to increase speed and increase efficiency, right? So, and that's, you know, I think my next book is going to be sort of the, the great human paradox. I'll, I'll title it that because I really think sometimes that whoever did create us, uh, either, you know, they're becoming very frustrated with us humans, okay, um, or they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're having belly laughs up there because uh, here we are, we always tend to to do perhaps the opposite of, of what would give us more freedom, which would give us more fulfillment, and we struggle and we struggle. In the craziest of ways. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, I've really, as I'm uh, looking at sort of expanding and and developing my mind, a lot of those things require non-doing. They have nothing to do with efficiency. They have no goal. They have no expectation. I, I can't really track it. And it's these things where I'm getting the most fulfillment from. Because I find that the other things, they're external, they're not internal, and because of that, I'm always chasing after them. And I never seem to catch them because once I catch one, there's one that got away, or there's something that's bigger or better, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, I'm never going to be happy with my level of efficiency. So to balance things out, you know, that would be one great thing for you to ask yourself is really, and it's counterintuitive, what would it take to slow down? What would it take to do nothing? You're you're a hundred percent right, and and anecdotally, you know, somebody somebody 
in my life yesterday brought up Vipassana. And for those of you who don't know, it's a, it's basically a 10-day retreat where you you go and I think you pay for a ticket or something like that, but then everything else is included, or food and everything is included. And you're not allowed to look at other people. You're not allowed to speak to other people. Mm. You're not allowed to even make eye contact with other people. You're not allowed to like engage with anything. And you're not allowed to, I, I from my understanding, you're not allowed to like watch TV or go on the internet or write or anything. You literally have just you and your mind. And you meditate and you eat a little bit like twice a day on a set schedule and you're kind of doing some intermittent fasting during the day and, and whatever. All of those things are kind of like part of this Vipassana experience. And so this person asked me like, hey, we should go do it. And I'm like, that sounds like my personal hell. Like that sounds like the worst thing ever. And immediately after I said that, I was like, oh, man, I have to add this to my impossible list when I update it on my birthday. <laughs> I have to do it. Like I, you're because you're totally right. Right. The, the, the truth is that every single time I get more efficient, my next thing is, OK, how can I make it even better? And I just right. keep pushing the needle to the point where I'm basically trying to redline all the time. And yeah. and there's no doubt about the fact that I have not figured that out yet. I do not know. You know, I, I have a very intense struggle doing nothing. And, you know, I, I watch a, a daily vlogger, for example, his name is Casey Neistat. And I also watch another person who does a lot of daily or almost daily content, Gary Vaynerchuk. And mm -hmm. both of them are the types of people who like, number one, they're both New Yorkers. So it's like, go, mm -hmm. go, 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 go kind of mentality. But I so resonate with them and their struggle and everything that they create and everything that they do because I see myself and, and also my problem, which is, my, like I said, my addiction to efficiency to some degree um, in them. And the true solution is ironically surrounding me at all times. You know, many of my friends in the Valhalla movement, many of the people who are, are around me are actually very Zen. Like they're mm -hmm. super like, oh, let's do yoga and chill and let's smoke a joint and hang out or let's do whatever. And they're so like they they have a joie de vie, right? A, a, mm -hmm. a joy of life that that I just don't fully have. And I and I did. You know, the most free I ever was, ironically, is the day I invented my impossible list, right? The wow. day I, it was the day I invented my impossible list. Why? Because at that time I was in China and I had lost all identity. And what that means is I had lost all expectation and ambition mm -hmm. for a moment. I had, I had sold my business and I had just graduated from university. So I basically literally had no nothing like I had no story. I had nothing that I had no agenda when somebody asked me, hey, what do you do? I didn't say like, hey, I'll tell you what I do. But first, let me tell you why I do it and go down the story. And like mm -hmm. I wasn't pushing the needle on anything. Wow. And in that moment, I had the biggest clarity of all time. And I created this massive movement. And, and my entire lifestyle was built off that kind of those moments that I had when I was the most free, when I was traveling in Australia and China and, and France, Spain and Portugal. Uh, I had gone, you know, on four months, basically, kind of a vac of quote unquote vacation of discovery. And I am at the point truly now where I actually have to do that again. I recognize that I am so wound up and that that is impacting my diet. That is impacting my health. That is impacting my, the, my ability to love somebody else. That is impacting mm -hmm. my ability to do absolutely anything at the highest of levels, including running my business. And yeah. so the, the crazy thing is if I'm truly, you know, honest about all of that is you're totally right. I, I, I have to stop asking myself the question, you know, what am I doing to be more efficient? 
And I should really start asking myself the question, what am I doing to slow down? What am I doing to be more inefficient? What am I doing to com like completely combat and, and, and forget about my, my addiction and actually overcome that addiction for real? Yeah, actually, I got to tell you um, a story about um, a question that I asked, uh, sort of a, a strange scenario. Um, so I'm in a 12-step program. This is when I first uh, got out of re rehab and I went into the aftercare program. Um, so I'm speaking to this nun, okay, um, a nun that uh, had sort of gotten out of the, uh, the convent and uh, she had the most interesting story. So um, she basically had went through several um, sort of almost like um, stages or personalities or, 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 or periods of her life which were so different. So again, she started off as a nun. Um, from there, she actually became a street worker, okay? Um, from there, she actually became a millionaire. All right. And and when I met her, I, I don't actually know what she was doing when I fi finally met her, but um, she was just such a, an interesting person and worldly person. So much wisdom that I just had to ask her um, life's purpose. You know, what is the purpose of life? You know, that that really cliche question. Mm -hmm. And um, you know what she said to me, Mark, and, and I'll never forget it. She just uh, she just put her finger on my heart and she says, you need to find God. And she walked away from me. And I will never forget that to the day I die. Um, that is life's purpose. Now, um, what that meant to me was I, I basically have to find myself, my true self, my inner self. And that's going to take uh, a lifetime of work. And I better get started at it because I got started late, as you know, with my story. So, yeah, that basically... Is, is where I think a lot of us have to start putting a lot of time, energy, and effort, okay, on sort of the, the non-doing habits, practices, and exercises where we are going to, to get connected, right, to who we really are. Because that's the only place that we're going to find that, that peace and tranquility and happiness and joy and state of gratitude that, let's face it, that's what we're all looking for. We've all heard the stories of people that had it all and were absolutely miserable. Mm -hmm. So I think we're all looking for that, um, uh, that level of, of self-love first, right, which allows us to love the world around us, right, including the people around us. That, that's what we're all striving for. It really is. Because once we start to love ourselves, then we can fulfill our purpose as human beings, which is to help others, which is what you're doing with this podcast, Mark, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. So we all got to put some time, some energy, some effort into that work if we really want to find sort of that higher level of fulfillment where we're no longer interested in, in chasing things that perhaps um, just dress us with alkalades, right, so that we can show the world what we've accomplished. But we ain't taking none of that with us anyways, as you know. Absolutely. Right. And, and that's why, you know, the first step towards six-pack abs is not necessarily wanting six-pack abs. It's wanting a healthy lifestyle. And yes. that is the true kind of notion of that and you know I, you know people ask me all the time they're like you know why do you want to build a school why do you like why are you trying so hard to build an off-grid school why did you build superhero academy why did this why did that and i always tell people i said look i i run superhero academy i i'm building this off-grid school i'm building valhalla for me right like mm -hmm. i'm building it for everyone else i really am mm -hmm. but i'm also building it for me why because i want to eat the healthiest foods and i know if i have direct access to it from my garden and i put in the work 
I will have a, a relationship with my food that is way different than mm-hmm. I do at this moment when I buy it from the grocery store. No matter if it be the organic grocery store or not, it doesn't matter. I don't yeah. have that relationship with the food that I want that is part of the lifestyle I, I know I need. Mm-hmm. Same with school. You know, I, I'm building a school I wish I could have I could have gone to. And I run this podcast because I get to speak to people like you and have the up light bulb moments as I'm listening and creating it at the same time. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping that everyone else who also listens to it, if I put in that extra effort to get it out there and, and, and to disseminate the content, that people also hear and have those light bulb moments for themselves. I'm not doing this for more followers or more listeners. I'm doing this to be a better person than I was yesterday. And it's the only... It's the only thing that at the end of the day, I, you know, no matter how I look at it, it's, it's not about how much content it created. It's not about how much money I made. It's not about anything like that. It's all about, am I better today than I was yesterday? And yeah. so I am kind of restructuring my life and I'm having this kind of existential crisis at this very moment where I'm restructuring a lot of the different things so that I can track that. So I can track whether or not I learned something today, whether or not I like put in more effort or or kind of, um, you know, really took the time to connect to somebody properly. Did I add somebody to the tribe or did I impact somebody today? Not not in, in width, not in, in, in kind of how many, but in depth. Right. I'd rather I'd rather be able to have this one on one conversation with you. And if nobody ever hears this podcast, I still think it was valuable both for for both of us. So. How do we make that a reality? How do we, you know, take on those things? And so, um, you know, this is, this is why I do it, I guess. Yeah, that's just amazing. And, you know, that nun story that I told you um, and, you know, what she inspired me to do with, with my life and, and connecting to sort of my, my, my deep soul, it's exactly what you've done as well. And, and you're doing it for you. I love that. Um, and in doing it for you, look what you're doing for others. And that is, again, the human paradox, right? You basically, uh, you focused intrinsically, right? But look what you're, you're able to project extrinsically. And, and I actually call it facets, you know, the fears that are the five facets, the food, emotions, activity, relaxing, and sleeping. I call them facets because the metaphor is a diamond, Mark. So the diamond, you know, with facets, with the cuts, they bring in light, okay? but they're also able to reflect light. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. exactly what you've done, right? You're, you're doing a lot of things to better you, okay? And, and obviously you're taking a lot from, from your outer world, right? You even mentioned the food, but, but look at what you're able to reflect out, right? Because you've, you basically, you've built up these facets, right? You've, you've sharpened the saw uh, in a very efficient way, I might add, with all the things that you're up to. And, and you're brilliant. It's, it's, it's brilliance. It's light. You've taken in light to your soul, and now you're, you're um, sending out light into the world with the things that you're doing. That's a truth. Yeah. And, and, here's, and here's the truth. I truly believe that you fall under that same category and that everyone listening to this podcast also falls under that exact same category, right? Like we are all making and, and creating our own reality every single day and every single step of the way. And I believe that you're doing the exact same thing. You are reflecting an enormous amount of light on uh, an issue that a lot of people have with their mm-hmm. body, with their emotions, with mm-hmm. their diets, with their just not living up to that expectations mm. that they have. And the first step is to remove the expectation 
to connect to why they're doing it for real and to recognize that the expectation is just is just it's a fallacy in a weird way so you know obviously for people who have enjoyed this podcast for people who have you know dove deep with us today um where can they learn more about you? Where can they find some accountability, maybe through one of your programs, if they're in Toronto or even if they're online? Where can they, where can they pick up this book? Where can they do and, and learn more about the, you know, the fundamentals of what is going to give them a healthy lifestyle? Yeah, I'd like to direct all your listeners to my website, chrisjsimpson.com. And in fact, um, I'm going to go uh, even further with this. And I'd like to offer your listeners a free downloadable copy of the all-inclusive diet. It's an Amazon number one bestseller uh, as of uh, last month. So just email me at uh, chris, that's K-R-I-S at chrisjsimpson.com. So chris at chrisjsimpson.com. Send me an email. Let me know that you want the free book and I'll send you out a link so that you can download it. And uh, yeah, I want to shed more light on, as you said, uh, what is an, an epidemic right now. And it's it's both uh, from the sign of being overweight or obese uh, or not being healthy, but it's also the sign of not being emotionally balanced and stable and quite frankly, happy right now wow yeah well thank you so much for you know anybody who's listening and made it all the way to the end thank you so so much for just like having taken the time to slow down and to write the book and to tell your story and to bring this to the masses and and to you know all the amazing work that you're doing all the amazing work um that so many people who are going to read this book will now be inspired to do and take on and recognize that, you know, this is about more than just diet. This is more than just your body. This is a full systems thinking, just like, you know, the ecosystem of, of, of our planet, right? Everything mm -hmm. is affecting and impacting everything uh, around us. And so, um, you know, all the links, all this, all the stuff that he mentioned, including Chris's email will be linked below for any of you who are looking for it or, or, you know, weren't able to pause it on time or whatever it is. Um, all that stuff will be linked below. We will make sure to get you, uh, you know, and answer any of your questions and comments. And of course, if you're listening to this, if you found value from this, um, obviously other people will find a value too. So please hit that share button, hit the subscribe button if you're new to the podcast, because there is daily, you know, sorry, like weekly content that comes out every single week with amazing people uh, like Chris who, who are out on missions to really change and impact the world. So uh, thank you so much, Chris, for being a guest. And uh, thank you so much for all the listeners out there who make this show uh, a possibility and who, who make my life a possibility and really encourage me and enable me on a day-to-day -day basis. Thanks again, Mark. Inspired to aspire.